Americans for Homeopathy Choice is at it again. Right now, key members of Congress are ready to sign and send a letter to the FDA. This letter details the concerns of the homeopathy community. The letter asks the agency to answer for policies that are taking genuine homeopathic products essential to people's health off the market. Go to homeopathychoice.org to quickly fill out a form and send your letter to Congress. This is not a drill. The deadline is August 9th, which is just a few days away. Go to homeopathychoice.org right now and take action. Let your Congress people know that you want them to sign on to this letter before it gets sent to the FDA. Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. This week on Homeopathy for Mommies, Sue interviews two special guests from the Academy of Homeopathy Education. Denise Strages is fiercely committed to raising the bar in academic and clinical training for all homeopaths. She is the president and clinical director of the Academy of Homeopathy Education and established Home Foundation, whose initiatives include the Homeopathy Help Network, a not-for-profit research-based initiative focused on delivering high-quality, affordable homeopathy care to all. Denise has taught for numerous homeopathy schools in the U.S. and abroad and has been an invited speaker at conferences around the world in homeopathy, integrative wellness, and spirituality in medicine. Her work includes original primary research focused on the origins of homeopathy, in particular Hahnemann's influences in the chronic diseases and the evolution of potency. Denise's homeopathy journey and her mama life happened at the same time. The littles are now 25 and 22. And the AHE model was designed to support, encourage, and empower all the mamas. Jamie Bell is an experienced website development and marketing business owner turned homeopath and recently completed the full-time program at the Academy of Homeopathy Education, all while raising and homeschooling her two children under the age of five at home. She graduated with an almost full part-time practice and is learning the ropes of working family balance as a homeschool mom homeopath. Listen in to the first part of this series of episodes from Sue on homeopathy school options for those who want to go to school to become a homeopath. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. I'm Sue Meyer. Today, we're really excited to introduce a couple of guests. Of course, Joy and I are excited to introduce a couple of guests. Denise Strages, who is the president and clinical director of the Academy of Homeopathy Education. And... Along with her is one of her students, Jamie Bell, a dear friend of mine <laughs> um, from New Buffalo, New York. And they're going to tell us about their experiences in homeopathy, how they came to be where they're at, and how other people can learn to educate themselves to become homeopaths or just for the education of learning about homeopathy. Denise, I'll turn the reins over to you. Okay. First, I want to say thank you so much for this opportunity to be involved with your amazing group. It is um, 
I don't know, you guys are, are infamous in the homeopathy world. And I love, I just love that the title is homeopathy for mommies, because I think so many of us come to homeopathy when we're mommies, when we make the decision about how we're going to deal with medicine and what we want to put in our little people's bodies. And, um, and that's, that is the journey that happened for me, although differently, um, before we came on to record, Sue was, um, we were joking about how people come to homeopathy and nobody comes to it as an intellectual exercise. And I'm going to have to say that I kind of did. <laughs> so I know I um I came to it from kind of a non-traditional way. I actually it was um, 1992, and I was about to start a PhD in clinical psych research, and I was really interested in how the mind and the body affect each other when we're not well. So if your body is sick, your mind is affected. If your mind is sick, your body can be affected. And in the early 90s, nobody was talking about that. Mind-body medicine was you know for the crunchy people, right? It was the granola hippies talking about it. And so um, as I was beginning this program, I was just about to start. And I met this woman who said to me, she was a psychologist and she was asking me about my research question. And she said, you're never going to get to ask that question. She was like, you're nuts. And um, she said, do you know about homeopathy? And I said, no, I'd never heard of homeopathy. And um, that was it. I, I, I never looked back because oh my it, goodness. Yeah. So I didn't find it through the, oh, you know, my kid was, I, I didn't even have children at that point. And um, once I found it, I was like everybody, right? It becomes an obsession, an absolute stinking obsession. And I haven't stopped since really. Um, and now I get to do homeopathy and teach homeopathy. And I think I'm more obsessed than I was 20 some years ago. Oh, wow. So there's no hope for any of us ever reaching the end. <laughs> There's, there's no hope. There's no hope. And there's no shortage of books. So. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, um, I never set out to have a homeopathy school. It just, um, I joked that it was a hot potato and I caught it and forgot to throw it. So I, <laughs> I, I come by it honestly, but um, unexpectedly. So um, I've been teaching homeopathy for many years and have taught around the world um, in many schools of homeopathy. And I had the privilege of lecturing and, you know, in different conferences and so forth. And I was um, teaching for a British school that had started uh, a school in New York. And, um, and so I was teaching for them and that they would have started that school in 2010. Um, and I was teaching for their school in London. And then in 2013, they asked me if I would direct the program. And then in 2015 is when I caught the hot potato. And wow. yeah, and, and it's funny because I, I certainly would never have taken it on on my own. Um, but I was really lucky because, you know, being a homeopath, you immediately have friends, all the other homeopaths. And so you start to know who does what and whatnot. And I was very lucky that um, Alistair Gray, who um, people in the homeopathy oh, wow. would, would know, Al, he um, so has written, got, I don't know how many books and done so many provings and is, you know, just an incredible teacher. And, um, and also happens to be my husband, but wasn't it that? <laughs> <laughs> so full disclosure, but um but I reached out to him because he had started academic programs in homeopathy, degree level programs, uh, graduate level programs in, in actual colleges and institutions. So he had that that academic structure, understood compliance and all the stuff that like would just go right over my head. And so um, we got together and started to plan if if we could do the homeopathy program of our dreams, what would it look like? And wow. It's really easy when you work for other people to go, oh, they should do this differently and they should do that differently. And, oh, wouldn't it be? It's one of those if I rule the world questions, right? It's like, so at the end of the day, there's nothing that's perfect. So 
so what we did though, is we said, okay, we know, we know what we want in the end. We want people who can really do homeopathy, legitimately practice homeopathy and do it well. And to do the things that, you know, there's so many things that every mom can and should do. And then there gets to the point where it's like, uh oh, now what? We wanted to take the uh oh, now what onward, right? And, and, and create a place where people could, could really learn. And so we looked at, we like literally dissected the whole thing. What does it take to make a competent practitioner? We could, I mean, we could talk about that now or I could talk about it later. The short answer, though, is it takes a lot of clinical training. It takes a lot of hands-on experience. It takes a lot of trial and error, right? And, and it, it takes a real understanding of what homeopathy is and what it isn't because there are a lot of misconceptions. Joy, you were alluding to this um, with what it's like to be the gatekeeper for everything that goes on, right, that goes on your Facebook page. It's the same thing in, in teaching homeopathy because sometimes people just make stuff up, right? And, and we're like... Yeah, but homeopathy, it's an actual thing. So, so we set out and we created this program that um, had all the parts that we wanted. And we wanted to make it academically sound. We wanted to make it doable. So we wanted to change the model of delivery of education because in, in my day and, and in most schools, um, the, the model is once a month for a long weekend, and that's fine until you miss 100 soccer games, 14 weddings, church, synagogue, whatever you're right. Every, you miss everything on the weekends. And, and my kids were really like they had had enough. They had had enough of my being gone on weekends. And so we said, OK, if it's if it's hard for us, it's hard for everyone who's involved. And it's a stressful it's a stressful way to study. So we wanted to, to bring people together more frequently and we wanted to have regular meetings um, and we wanted to have a doable program. So we wanted to remove the stressors. So adult learners don't need busy work. Adult learners have a, are coming with all sorts of experience. We wanted to create a space for conversation. And then really important to us was to create a really, really, really strong community. And you know, you guys know what this is like, right? Creating digital communities. It's amazing how much love there can be online. People say, oh, it's not possible. It's totally possible. So, so that became important. How could we make it like a family? And so that was, we spent, we actually spent a while doing that. We started years before. And in 2015, we launched our curriculum and, and it's been building from there. So we've um, we run seven contemporaneous cohorts in our program, um, and we offer a lot of clinic. Um, we offer about 50, between 50 and 60 clinic days a year, plus all the follow-ups. So technically, if you need a 1,000 hours to graduate from homeopathy school and get certified, that's 500 didactic hours and 500 clinic hours. We offer that many clinic hours every year. So if you were taking four years to complete the program, you could do 2000 clinical hours and develop all of that confidence and competence that you need to really practice. So, so that was, that was kind of at the core of, of it. So that was in 2015. So we kind of go way back, you know, because the school has a long history before Al and I have history in lots of other, you know, teaching institutions before. And then we got to do, you know, the, the tie the bow on top program of our dreams starting in 2015. So we've, because we run so many cohorts, I can't even tell you how many groups have graduated, but a lot. Wow. So you do have the online as well as classroom? No, it's all online. We went fully all online. Digital. Oh, I thought yeah. Jamie went to school. Well, yeah. see how far, see how far out of the loop I am. Sorry, Jamie. <laughs> 
And you oh know what's gosh. so funny about that, Sue, is that when we first started, so we used to be in we used to be in New York. Right. Um, and we had live classroom and everything. And in 20, I guess it would have been 2016, um, we realized we had students who were traveling from all over. We had students in Puerto Rico, in Canada, you know, people driving down from Maine every month. It was like, right. you know, it was terrible. And so the online learning technologies were good enough so that we felt like, okay, we can do real time um, live classroom training. And so at, for that year, we said, okay, we'll have a big Zoom wall with, you know, the people who are Zooming in. And we started using Zoom back then. And right. then we also had people in the classroom. And we had all these people who said, I'm never going to go digital. I'm coming to the classroom. I love it. Within six months, we had one student coming live. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. So we left New York. We were like, yeah. forget it, pack it up. We're out of there. <laughs> um, oh, that's amazing. It's been good. I mean, I, I didn't think I would like it. I love, I like yeah. the physical activity of teaching live, but right. it's yeah. pretty good. Well, I know what you're saying. Cause like, well, Joy and I talk about this all the time, every month in our live Q and A's at first I was really nervous. I'm not techie. I don't do computers. I'm, I'm just, I'm a hands-on person. I can't, even when people talk to me, it's hard for me to, you know, listen fully to what they're saying. I have, I like hard copy everything. And so, but now it's just a conversation. Now we're having fun. Now I get, you know, when everyone came, I had a live class here in my hometown in Minnesota here. And a whole bunch of people came from around the country, many families. It was so much fun to meet them in real life. And I just felt like I was just meeting an old friend. So yeah, you really do get to know people and it's very, very fun. If So people are out they're listening to you and they are thinking about further education and homeopathy. And, you know, like I said, even on our, you know, on our members corner, we're talking about this all the time because there's so many super smart moms out there. I'm not kidding. They're just like uh, over the top smart. And, but they need that, like I said, the clinical hours. Cause, and that's what they keep saying. And I said, you guys can study all you want on your own. That's amazing. And just read all those old books, read everything, get your hands on. And we have a few advanced classes in our, in our members corner. And, also on a regular website, but like I told them, I says, if you guys really want to further, you know, if you really want a career, you need just go to school because those clinical hours, I was blessed to have a couple of wonderful doctors that I worked with that, that hand in glove followed me through my clinical hours and, you know, babysat all of my cases. And, um, but today it's, I just say, go, you know, find a school. And obviously online is amazing. There's, I know the school that we're going to, meet also <clears throat> for the um the minneapolis school of homeopathy you know yeah. people can go there i'm not i don't even know for sure if they have online there but it's a great school as far as the folks that i've met um and i know they produce a lot of good homeopaths as well but how would someone you know what what can they expect or what what would they be looking at if they wanted to further their education with you yeah. I mean, I think, is it okay if I talk to the landscape of homeopathy schools just for a second? Oh, since absolutely. We're persons out of the box, because I will say I went to Northwestern Academy in Minneapolis and okay. I, I love them. And okay. it is, and I think what you're going to find is that there are schools that are teaching like we do, like NAH does that are hour for hour. Like you're, you know, if you have 500 hours and you're 500 hours in front of a teacher where you actually get in real time to talk about things. I mean, Jamie, you can speak to like how, how, how much is rich in the conversation, right? Oh, completely. It's, it's night and day when, when you're reading something philosophically and it's confusing to be able to pipe up and have a conversation with not just a brilliant professor, but, you know, 
but the whole class. So it's you're interacting with your classmates too. Yeah, that is, that's important. And so there are, I think if for people who are looking to study, the thing you want to think about is, and especially if you really want to do this, like as your livelihood, as your job, if you want to, you know, make a living as a homeopath, that's really all I've done for a really long time now. So it is, it's a totally viable career option. But I think, because we asked ourselves a question when we were deconstructing the program, we're like, why do people spend all this time and energy and money to study homeopathy and then not actually make a living at it? Like, to me, that feels not okay. You know, nobody's got that money to just throw around. And well, I mean, some people do, I guess, but, but if, but if you're promising that you're going to teach someone to do something, you really should. Right. And so I would say, as you're looking at schools, like ask that question, do people go on to really practice? And what do you get in the program that helps you to practice? Like, what are the things that help you to be successful? So for us, and and so some programs are recorded and some, especially moms and busy people will say, oh, I just want to do a self-paced program. I mean, I can totally see why that would feel exciting. But I think it's really different because we get students that do self-paced programs and start over with us because they're like, okay, I'm kind of lost because I'm in my own head doing this. And it's complicated. Like I always joke, there's a reason home dentistry never took off, right? It's like, there are things you you sort of need to see done in real time and, and work through a root canal or whatever. So so we've added a couple things in our program in recent years. Um, we have an acute care internship because, oh, um, AHE, the Academy of Homeopathy Education, we are part of Home Foundation. And Home Foundation um, is the, the parent of Homeopathy Help Now and the Homeopathy Help Network. So all of our students do an acute care internship. So they're, they're actually practicing with supervision on acutes. Um, and gaining that confidence. Because lots of people will say, oh, they, you know, somebody graduates from homeopathy school and they can't even treat a cough. I mean, it's kind of true. Some people do graduate from homeopathy school and go, I don't know how to treat a fever. <laughs> That's not okay. So we're trying to fix that by having this acute care internship where people are hands-on doing that with um, the incredible supervision of um, Rebecca Azzarelli and some other clinical supervisors. And then we have, um, we have our supervision. So Sue, I mean, you were lucky that you had docs to supervise you, but imagine, right. If you, like, if everybody who wants to study homeopathy has to find a homeopath to supervise them. And then if you have to pay them, some supervisors charge well over a hundred dollars an hour. I've heard of some that charge 150, $200 an hour. If you need 500 hours, like really, and you could go to the moon on Jeff Bezos's thing. If you, yeah. (laughs) So all of our, we try to keep it really affordable because we want to train as many people as can really do homeopathy because the need is there. So in our program, there's, there are no extras. So you get all of your supervision included, all of your clinical hours, all your didactic stuff and um, a chronic care externship. And we have these pods and, um, when you graduate, like Jamie's in our power pod and we've got, um, these rock star pods of incredible recent graduates who get real time, you know, supervision as much as they need so that they can really potentize their experience. Um, Jamie and I had two cases that we worked on today while I was having my mushroom omelet. <laughs> so, so that's all there. So I think another thing, if you're thinking about schools is what does it really cost and ask about the extras, right? I mean, it's important. And I don't say this because it's not about like undercutting or making it cheap. It's really about making it affordable, making it realistic. Mm -hmm. And so I get nervous when people find out that they have to pay for all this extra stuff, 
you know, at the end of the day. So we've tried to do that. I'm going to say Northwestern is probably in the same boat in that you, it's like the hours that you are, that like the 500 hours, I think theirs is the same as ours where it's all FaceTime. Like Jamie will have sat in 500 classroom hours, not recording, it's not all recordings and self-paced stuff. And then clinic, it's way more than that. Like the minimum is 500, but you know, most people are doing much more. Yeah. Okay, so Joy, do you have any questions for Denise? I, I know I'll, I should be asking questions that your fo- that you, that the members or your Facebook people ask. I think that you pretty much covered it. I'm looking forward to hearing about Jamie's day in the life because I know she had a newborn <laughs> during this whole time. Yes, I know. Very exciting. Everybody's always. I don't know if I have enough time to do school and it's like if Jamie can do it when she has a newborn but well, I'm sure. Denise also was saying that she married she married I, I'm kind of curious about that she she married her her Alistair Gray and I you won't have to tell me so much about that but then you have children now as well yeah so my kids are 25 and 22 but I oh my was, goodness but that was in my homeopathy school journey right so wow. I mean, that, yeah so we have so many um, babies born in our program. We joke about Jamie's class. How many babies were born in your cohort? I think like within the two and a half years of actual school, we had six births in That's our amazing. cohort. Yeah. Sounds we like had my a, family. We actually had, yeah, a classmate <laughs> of mine, she had given birth at home and the next day presented um, a small remedy project, like wow. research, like literally 12 hours after giving birth because she didn't want to miss it. <laughs> so wild incredible. Emma, Emma's going to go down in history <laughs> that's great okay so yes it can be done together but for the simple fact that it, it it blends so well it's not like you're doing two different completely different things you're integrating and it is you know and that's the exciting part about it is that it does and then people say how can, how do you remember all this stuff too I says are you kidding I've been using this for over 25 years now and I've seen so many different things. You remember it when you've had the chance to use it. And I have such a huge family and now, you know, clients and you do. It's just, I love the fact that you can just use homeopathy for everything. But yes, I guess what we should move on to Jamie, since we're going to end up running out of time if we're not careful. Jamie Bell from Buffalo, New York, a student, mom, wife, Sue's friend. (laughs) Tell us about yourself. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for having me here. So my journey to um, with homeopathy was really interesting. And I bet you a lot of moms will resonate with my story. So I started with Joette. You know, she's everywhere. Her resources are everywhere. She's a, a loud voice in the community. And I started to just gobble up some of her information. And I realized at one point that there was more, more to it philosophically. Like, what am I missing? There's more. There's more here. And so then I hopped over to Sue and your podcast, and I loved that there was more solid meat per se. Like there was more to eat. There was more philosophy. There was more materia medica. There was more. And I was so hungry. I think I, I think I took every single course offering you ever had on your website. (laughs) (laughs) And I was always messaging joy about the remedies and the kits and the, you know, when is this course going to be out? I want the birth and mommy course. And so I ate all of that up and I, you know, at one point, both Joette and you, Sue, you know, I met with Joette at one point and, and I said, you know, what do you do to become a homeopath? And she, she said, you should go to school. You need to go to school. And at one point, Sue, you encouraged me in the same way. And, and so that really propelled me into it because I was addicted. I was totally hooked. 
I didn't want to just help my family with acute because I knew we had chronic issues and I, I knew I wasn't qualified and I knew I needed that training to do it safely. And I wanted to help other people. So, so that's how, and then it, then the quest was, but where, <laughs> and how do I pull this off? You know, I, at the time I had a two-year-old, I knew we wanted more children. Uh, I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and a homeschool mom. You know, how would I do this? And so my first option, because I'm in Western New York, is I looked to Toronto and I thought, oh, I could commute to Toronto. I could do this thing. And, you know, but the program at the time, um, it wasn't a perfect fit for me because I knew I needed a live classroom environment. So at the time it was self-paced and I know myself, um, I needed accountability because every, life is so busy. I needed to have to show up at a certain time and be face to face to do the work because I had done other things that were self-paced and it's, it's like health. It's like mom care, right? It's like self-care. It's the last thing on the list is your stuff. So I needed the accountability to have to show up, do this thing. And I started part-time. So after looking, you know, at all different schools, what I liked about AHE was everything was online. And still at that time, they were the only program that did full online live classes. And so I really loved that. And I watched the video on the homepage of Denise and Alistair and I thought, oh my gosh, they are, they're addictive too. It's not just homeopathy, their personalities, they're so <laughs> con contagious and funny and the, you know, just the chemistry. I just thought this will be an interesting classroom experience. I'm not going to be bored. It's going to be engaging. You know, it's not going to be, you know, a tired person who's done with the work who just goes on and on in a mono monosyllabus tone. So I knew it was a really good fit. Um, I love that it was online. So I started part-time because I thought, oh, it's only two hours a week of live learning. I can totally pull that off, especially as a mom with young kids. And so I did a whole half of the year um, part-time, so a whole semester, which is like a, a, like a college semester. And I was, my kids are with me the whole, you know, my daughter at the time, she's my only child at the time. She was with me the whole time. You know, I would be, you know, in that class, there'd be babies. I would be nursing her. I'd be listening in. I'd be putting on a show for her on the television to keep her busy. And I was able to manage the two hours. And then I was able to do the extra work when I was nursing at night. I could watch the other videos and I could do my reading and different things. And then I realized at the end of that semester that I needed more. Like I wanted more. This wasn't <laughs> enough. <laughs> it wasn't enough, right? Like I felt like all the stuff I was doing on my own in the part-time program I wanted live because I had so many questions and they're just, it wasn't all live for part-time. You know, there's some recorded content for part-time just because of the nature of a part-time program. And so what was really nice though, is that in that first semester, even in the part-time program, you jump right into clinic. And that was also something that was so exciting to me is that right away I could see case taking and it was like via video. Like I could watch the case taker taking the case of the client and then you roll right into the whole process of case analysis, like with this huge group of students. So, you know, we're all observing live and then like you get to watch like, okay, so this is how you organize your notes. And this is how you look for the symptoms that are important. And this is how you think through themes and how you map and how you do a timeline and how you think through differentiation. Like there's so many steps to it <laughs> that it was like demystifying you know, wow. the work that needed to be done. It was like, there's so much clarity. It was like, wow, this isn't like, you know, some mystical uh, sorcery that you just land on the right remedy. You know, there is a process, <laughs> there's a you know, you know, it's not just magic because sometimes it feels magical. Um, you know, there's something you can lean on. There's like a, there's a sound process of sound philosophy and you can do it. 
And so like right away, that was so energizing that as a part-time student who I felt like I knew really not much about philosophy at all yet, um, that I could jump into clinic and like see it happening and participate and start to learn and start to ask the hard questions and hear from advanced students. And that's also what's so nice in clinic is, you know, you're with your cohort when you go through and like, you're all at the same pace and you're all wrestling with the same things that you're learning, but then you jump into clinic and it's, it's like mixed cohorts, right? So you have like the students about to graduate, you have sometimes graduates that need more clinical training, sometimes homeopaths that just want more clinical training and then different students at different levels. So you're constantly like iron sharpens iron because of the community. So it's not just from lectures, like you're seeing other students map and you're seeing the different styles of how they, you know, organize information and do things. So it was super energizing. So at that point I I knew I wanted to switch to part-time. I mean, full-time because in my, in my head, I wanted to be done for my daughter's first year of homeschool kindergarten. (laughs) And I was like pumping my husband up. I'm like, we can do it. We'll push through it. We'll do this thing. I'm going to get through it. (laughs) So I switched to full-time and I actually repeated that semester that I had done full-time, but but with a full-time cohort. And what was so nice is the school is so flexible. I didn't have to pay for that again. I got that all that school again for free, but in like this full-time cohort. So we were all in it again. But it was so good to repeat that because it's all foundational information right. that first semester and learning acutes and all the philosophy and Hahnemann's words, the organon. Um, so that was awesome. And then there's some just, yeah, as far as like life balance, that was the big shift for me in full time because full time at AHE was two eight hour days. But that was all clinical and didactic. Like you, if you can commit to Mondays and Tuesdays for eight hours, um, with breaks, which is always great. It's usually like an hour and a half and a break, an hour and a half and a break, um, a long lunch break, and then two more sessions. So it's about four sessions a day. And then the format changed, which I loved, Denise, and that was so brilliant. So now at the time it would be lectures all day, which was kind of intense. But now the format in my last year of school was so excellent. And it was lectures in the morning and clinic in the afternoon. So just that variety was so refreshing. Like you get like when your brain is fresh, let's learn all this philosophy and do all this stuff. And then in the afternoon, just clinics, just a different kind of learning process. And that was really wonderful. So, yeah, but I I was I was pregnant for my first year full time. I gave birth at the end of my first year while COVID was striking the world. And then uh, I was able to really get involved in some amazing like clinical programs at the school in response to what was happening in the world. And that's when Home Foundation was able to roll out this acute clinic and really support people at home when they didn't need other medical support. And um, wow, that was just, that just changed. I think that changed so much for me as a student because then it was like, wow, the impact, like the, we have chronic clinic, but you know, chronic disease is different. It's slow. You know, it hinders people's life, of course, but you don't get to see these fast results in like homeopathy comes alive in a different way at a different pace. And in the acute clinic, it just, it so came alive for me and my confidence shifted. And I can't emphasize enough acute clinical training and how that brings to life chronic, chronic as well. Because I think when we think of schooling, we think, oh, I want to do chronic. I'm going to do chronic because, you know, mommy's at home. We do feel confident in the acutes, but we don't necessarily have all of the tools to do them quickly or to do them super efficiently. And so there's so much richness in actual acute training. And I'll say right. after going through my acute internship this past year, I became such a more like more confident at home with my own family and children. 
but I also, um, I just feel more confident in the whole profession, like homeopathy in general. Like it's so right. amazing and powerful how you can support someone in, a, in an acute. And that also was so rich for me because it helped to build my practice. And I, I can't emphasize this enough um, with a newborn at home for a whole year, you know, finishing all my requirements and then having a four-year-old, a busy four-year-old, be a homeschool mom. You know, the last thing I wanted to have to worry about was also building a business. Um, you know, that, that's another stressor. So I wanted to finish school. Uh, but was, what was so beautiful is that my practice was building itself because right. of how the school was structured. So the, in acute clinic, I would help people. It was all volunteer. It was an internship. But then those people, they were really excited about their care. And then all of a sudden they're saying, hey, are you taking chronics? Like, could you help my family with more things? And of course, right. under supervision, I say, yes, I'm a student under supervision. I can help you and we can work through these things. Um, and then those those people were happy with chronic care and started referring all of their family and friends. So, I, you know, my background's in web design and digital marketing. And, you know, I have the tools. I could build and market a, a small homeopathy practice, but I didn't have to. And I still don't have to. And it feels so good. So <laughs> I have an almost full part-time practice. And I had literally just finished my last clin clinical training session yesterday. Wow. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a busy mama. I, you know, my schedule is full for a few right. months out. Um, and that's all thanks to how AHE structures the curriculum. So we did a business plan, you know, we were challenged to think about how we would structure what we wanted our life to look like, what are our goals. And then all of the clinical training opportunities just propel you into your practice, um, which is that's really amazing. amazing. Yeah, it really is. So sorry, very long winded response. No, no. <laughs> I'm well, so it's a, excited it's a story. to hear it, even though I know. I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, how did you do this? Yes, that's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Because when did you, so it's a two-year program, if it's full-time in AAG? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so we have, we have full-time and part-time. So, so if you think about it, the didactic and the clinical, think of it separately, right? So you can do your didactic training in, it's a four-semester didactic program. Okay. You could do it in two years or four years. Okay. And as Jamie was mentioning, you the way that the structure is set up now, Monday and Tuesdays, East Coast time, although we've got people all over the world, but right. um, it's East Coast time uh, from 10 to 1.15, so two classes with a break. And okay. then- most Mondays and Tuesdays are clinics in the afternoon. And then we have a whole bunch of other clinics um, throughout. You know, we do 10 weekends a month, weekend days a month. We do about between 50 and 60 clinic days each year. Okay. And then the part-time program is a blended program. So you have your live lecture every week. You meet once a week for two hours for a 90-minute lecture and then 30 minutes to talk about whatever video content you had. So we we pick... Um, lectures that are appropriate to be delivered in a lecture format that you then, you know, within within a week, right. you're having that live conversation so that there's more flexibility in the scheduling. Okay. So most people in the full-time program take three years to finish, oh. but you can do it in two. I mean, every year, a couple people do. Oh, and if they do, they get one of these. <laughs> it's Super always, <laughs> it's a Wonder Woman and it's always Wonder Woman model <laughs> in two years, right? It's That's so, true. <laughs> yeah. So, but most people take three, and if you're in the full time in the part time program, four. Okay. Um, and we offer all of our students an additional year of externship. Um, we have, I mean, our clinic. We get so many clients through the clinic that we can keep our students and graduates busy taking cases with real time supervision. We have this really cool behind the scenes setup, okay. um, so they can stay another year. And there's no there's no cost for that. It's just keep you know just to keep 
um, working right. those skills. And um, Jamie, I'm sorry, I'm jumping in your time, but you made me think of a couple things like we're trying, like homeopathy didn't really exist as a, as a structured industry, you know, okay, the pharmacies and selling products or whatever, but, but in terms of practitioners, you had to be an entrepreneur in order to be successful. And not everybody is really good at that. And I think it's hard for people to build a practice. So we wanted to make sure everyone like Jamie, you, you leave with all the cases that you have taken. That's the base of your, you know, that's your client base. We had somebody last year graduated with 53 active cases. She had a closed practice in less than a year. Right. Um, And there are so many jobs to be done in homeopathy, you know, Um, our research office. I mean, we've got Alistair has been on meetings this afternoon with all the um, we call them the data angels, all the people who volunteer and work in the research office to get experience in that. Uh Um, Jamie, what are some of the other things? Because it's like it's it's almost like building an infrastructure for an industry that hasn't really existed. Yeah, well, even think about our clinic, like clinic management is totally going to be a thing of the future. You know, we have students that are jumping into managing, doing admin for our clinic, and it it has its own skill set to be able to assess an acute or a chronic, you know, how, you know, do we need to refer because some cases aren't appropriate for homeopathic care. So there's so many, yeah, there's so many exciting things. Right. And that's what we keep talking about is, is people will come to us and they'll say, do you have anyone else you can refer me to? Because, because, you know, you have the human factor and you can only take so many cases. It's just, that's just the way it is. And that's why we need more homeopaths. It's yeah. so critical right now because everyone seems to be waking up and wanting to yeah. go the natural route. And it's, it's really exciting, but at the same time, a little bit of the panic mode going on because you want to be able to help people and you can't, you know, it's just only so many hours in the day. So yeah, I think this is really exciting, and I really appreciate all of this information you're 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 putting out there because it it well okay I'll you know bite the bullet here and say it's the wave of the future for real. I mean, if people want yeah. to keep their health and they want to be healthy and have healthy families, they have to look into things that are more natural, so that they can have their health, <laughs> body, mind, and spirit. <laughs> you know. It's, it's- Really true. And I think, you know, it's not just the consumers waking up to it. I think that the medical community is also starting to recognize that we have tons of docs in our practice, yeah. um, you know, doctors, nurses, yeah. and, and then you've got the homeschool moms who just kill it hands down. It's just, you know, <laughs> well, we have, I have a gal that came up here. She found, she says, I, it's like I had an awakening. She's a nurse. She's an RN and she works in the hospital. And she says, and she started searching. She found my podcast. Well, she found a couple of different things. And then she found my podcast and she's like, Hey, wait a minute. That lady knows what she's talking about. I know where, I know where that is. So her and her husband drove up here to meet me. I don't work at the store anymore, but um, I just happened in the day that they walked in and she said, Oh my gosh, I know you. (laughs) I'm here to buy your book. I'm here to do this. And it was so exciting. She goes, I want to go back to school. And that's where her, her husband actually announced the second time. I happened to run into him again this next time I came in and her husband's, yeah, now she wants to go back to school to be a homeopath. And I'm like, awesome. I says, can you give me a couple of weeks? Cause we're going to be doing a couple of interviews. And I says, then we can give you more information. So it's, I mean, it's just like, it's, it's exploding with people saying, Hey, this works. I want to be a part of it. Yep. It's so, so true. And it does work. And you know, this is the other thing that's really cool is Jamie was talking about the confidence she got from participating in the acute care clinic. Um, can I say something that's a little bit of heresy? Oh. I'm going to be naughty. I'm going to be totally naughty, but. Okay. You I, do that. Okay. So I can so, always cut it later. 
<laughs> so, so naughty and there are no cuss words, but um, I think that you can, oh. in chronic care, there's not like the, the, the level of accountability is really different than in acute care. And you can sort of fool yourself or you can say, oh, such and such, this is getting better over time. And maybe it is and maybe it isn't. There's sometimes there's a squishy area in acute care. They're either better or they're not. Right. And you've got to you've got to move quickly. And those and, the, and those results are there. And I think what happens, like Jamie was saying, when you when you have your feet to the fire, you you have to think differently about a case. And I think all of the mommies that listen to this podcast, they know what it's like. You get if you've got a screaming baby, they either stop screaming, <laughs> you know, or they don't. And you know what the results are. And that that real time um, uh, accountability that happens in acute care, I think changes, like Jamie said, it changes the way that you practice chronically, because you know, you know, it can, you know, it really works. And you know that you've got to do the things to, you know, for that accountability in the long term. Yeah, it's very exciting. And I really appreciate you girls being here today. Like I said, I'm excited. I want to go back to school. <laughs> Joy, should we go back to school? <laughs> I feel like I'm in school all the time, like getting to teach, right? You're, I mean, technically you are in school, you're teaching people. It's the same thing. You get to be a student forever. Yeah. I don't know. It, it is. Uh, well, you make it sound like it's really, really fun. And I would really like to attend your school. <laughs> no, I knew Jamie was doing really well. She has right from the very beginning um, in my conversations with her, she's, she was so excited about her school and she's, you can just, you can just see how well she's doing. So um, I'm excited. So. Joy, do you have any other yeah. questions that you would like to ask these girls? No, I think they just about covered everything. I do want you guys to share your all your web addresses. I, I visited the Facebook page and watched some of the videos, and I recommend those because those are so good. And it really gives you, you know, a feel for Denise and Alistair and how they teach and things like that just in the videos. So I think okay. you would, everybody would love them if they go and visit and check those right. out. Right. Right. Oh, well, we have a rule. You have to laugh at least once in every class, <laughs> right? Because oh, that's, that's a good rule. Yeah, you got to have it. Well, with Alistair around, you can't help it. Um, our school operates on a on an academic year, so September to June, um, and we still have some spots left in both our full time and part time cohorts. And um, I think there's an enrollment special this month. I forget. We offer scholarships. We underwrite 40% of our tuition also. So if you're looking to study, don't be afraid to ask for a scholarship. I think it's really important. Homeopathy education needs to be affordable so everyone can do it. Um, so there's that. Our, our website is um, ahe.online. Did I get that right, Jamie? It's actually the Academy of Homeopathy Education.com. <laughs> but, you're, but you're right. It does, re, it does redirect. That's our short one. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, how did that happen? <laughs> no, you're totally right. Okay. And also homeopathyhelpnow.com. Um, you know, I, I know you guys are great with your acutes and that's really awesome. We all have to learn how to do our mom stuff at home. Um, but if you get stuck or if you have friends that you want to refer, it's a not-for-profit. So this is, it's all um, a 501c3. I think that's really important to know that this is all pro- part of a not-for-profit initiative. Um, so every case that comes through um, homeopathy help now, um, all of the acute care is free or donation based. You know, obviously we ask for a donation to help run it, but no one is turned away. Um, and then we have different tiers for chronic care um, and we underwrite some care because that's, you know, that accessibility is part of the mission statement of our not for profit. 
And um, we do a um, library exchange. Uh, so when people retire or people's estates donate their books to us, and then we recycle them back into the community, we're looking for an on-site intern because I have more books in a pile over here than I they're going to tip over. But um, wow. Yeah, but that COVID has made that a little bit difficult this year, but that's something that we do. And and we raise money for scholarships, obviously, and also research. We have an office of research. So, um, and this is something to ask about in, in a school also, if you're interested in making the numbers really count with homeopathy. So we have um, outcomes-based research protocols that we do for every case that we see in our teaching clinic and with HHN. So we have... Um, uh, research for our chronic cases, but also the outcomes-based research for the acute cases. And wow. um, Jamie has done, oh my gosh, we could not have done any of this without Jamie. She has been just integral in helping us to get the homeopathy help network set up and all of the, I'm, she's just the brains behind the operation is the only way that I can say it. Um, but she's been helping to get a uh, a program together so that we can extract the research information. I don't even have language for it, but it's like, uh, Jamie, can you just say what that is? Cause I, I think it's important to know for the community. Yeah. So we're, you know, we're in the process of developing clinical management software that's specific to the homeopathy um, industry. So, you know, we take cases differently than chiropractors or acupuncturists, like we need different tools. Right. And so one of, one of the things we're, you know, developing is how to make it easy for practitioners to participate in sharing their casework and their data and make that really easy, but also make it really easy for the research office and the research team to extract the data and to, you know, come up with important and meaningful, you know, answers to questions that the larger medical community wants about homeopathy. So our goal with all of that is really to be recognized as like a legitimate, you know, medical modality that deserves its, you know, respect in the larger community. Awesome. That's very exciting. We want to see 5,000 cases a year for five years. So our goal is to have a 25,000 case series and focusing on the the conditions that the FDA is most concerned about. So um, opioid resistance or opioid addiction and pain management and antibiotic resistance. So if we can show that and the economic impact that, you know, that homeopathy can have on on a struggling system, we feel like that's going to be really meaningful. So um, that's another reason we ask if people, you know, want to participate in this. Every time somebody comes through HHN, they're also participating in this big research initiative. Wow, that yeah. is amazing. And I know this, this I'm not a software person. <laughs> like, well, obviously, you know, um, I'm just not, but I, I know I have a few really, really good cases. And I, the funny thing is, is there are a lot of provings out there that don't have a lot of really good case history. And so, you know, and I keep thinking, why, you know, in this wonderful world of homeopathy and, and, and technology, why do we not have these case histories here? So it sounds like you guys are going to take care of that for us, though. <laughs> We're working on it. We're working yeah? On it. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh. Okay. Um, I did have something that I was going to ask, and I it's, it just escapes me now. But I think you guys have answered all of my questions. If, um, like I said, if I decide to go back to school, I'll tell mm-hmm. you what. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you are more than welcome. Come join us. And thank you so much for introducing so many people to homeopathy. Like literally everybody that I interview as a student 
mentioned, well, maybe not everybody, but <laughs> more than half for sure of the people mentioned you and your, you know, and the work that you guys do as something that just brought them into the love of homeopathy. Right. And we touch, Joey and I talk about that all the time. It's okay, fine. Yes. We're sharing our passion. Um, Joy found me and I don't know. Um, I just had to start talking about it because when yeah. I needed homeopathy, there was nothing, there was nowhere to go, nothing to do. And my friend Felice, who Joy knows really well as well, and she's had the podcast. She said, Sue, you have to start telling people about this. Nobody knows about this. And I'm like, oh, no, I can't. I can't do that. We're just opening a store. We can't do this. And I had written this little book. It wasn't really a book. It was just a compilation of my notes. And Jamie knows that book real well. But it's, it was just sharing. And God took care of everything else. You know, I have to say that I, I believe with all my heart that you know, that's why we are where we are today, because he wants people to have good information. And, you know, everybody, it, we are a community and we, we need to share and we need to take care of each other and do the best we can for each other. It's just all it comes down to. And um, if we can do that, and rem- that's why I tell my kids, you know, it's others first. So it's God first, others next, and yourself is supposed to be last. Sometimes that's really hard to remember when you need a nap really, really bad, but <laughs> you have to persevere. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I'm so glad you said that because that is really, it's so important for us to remember. And it's like the time is now for homeopathy, right? Yeah, and it's, exactly. it's such a service and homeopathy, it's a gift. It's like, it's, it's right there for us. We just have to ask the question and... Right. Right. And we have access to it. Exactly. So, yes, yeah. I know we've, I, according to Joy, we've, there's quite a few of our members and others have come to you guys for help because I refer them out to homeopaths that I know. And I don't know a whole lot, but the ones I do know are pretty full. <laughs> and um, so we're, we're thankful to have a place to refer people to having you guys there. It's, um, I'm excited. And like I said, we just need more, more Jamie's in this world. And um, we'll get there. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, I suppose I'm going to sign off now. And I hope everyone, I hope this answers, helps to answer a lot of questions for those of you out there who are seeking more information about homeopathic education. You know, this is a wonderful option, Academy of Homeopathy Education. And um, like I said, Jamie is proof positive that it seems to work. So because <laughs> she's a brilliant student. And now have you have you tested yet, Jamie? In the fall. I'm testing okay. in the fall, but I'm officially done with school. I'm choosing ongoing supervision as okay. a part of what, you know, the Academy is offering to me for that, that next year. But yeah, I, I'm, I have a Good pretty enough. full practice. Yeah. That's exciting. Good enough. Very exciting. Well, thank you everyone. And I hope this has been helpful to you and may God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of homeopathy for mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.